You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I am Jesper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 65 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and I think editing has sort of been a focus over the last few episodes with a with a with a small detour into map making last week, but uh, <laughs> And how much to read while writing. Week, <laughs> yeah. But from from next week onwards, we're going to uh move the topic away from editing. But today, though, we have one more episode for you which centers on a question often asked, and that is, how much should I edit while I write? So it's still, it's still sort of a theme because we've been talking about, you know, how much to read while writing. So we're still on the um, writing part, but that's kind of what we're about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think so. It might be. It might be in the name of the podcast. <laughs> I think it might. But this will be a fun one. I, I, it'll be interesting to hear um, your take. And I, I put a lot of thought into this one, and it's making me question what I usually give as advice. So I'll Uh-oh. just leave that there right now. <laughs> that, that can be good or bad. I'm not quite I sure know. what to make of it. It was some self-reflection time, so that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's pretty good. So how are things on your side of the ocean? Uh, Well, it's it's been pretty quiet, to be honest. Um, You know, I I was supposed to do some business travel last week, uh, but that got canceled because of uh, coronavirus concerns. Um, and I was also supposed to go to Cairo in three weeks from now. That also got canceled from coronavirus. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just sort of uh, been maintaining, uh, you know, business hours from home. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, early in the morning hours, I've been very focused on trying to get the plotting done for our next uh, novel. Oh, I'm so excited. I love where this plotting is going. So um, I can't wait till we get to write it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm only only missing to plot out three more chapters, oh, and then awesome. the plotting is almost done after that. So fantastic! Uh, it shouldn't be too long, I would say. But uh, but I cannot uh, <laughs> forget that we have like three courses to finish building. This this year's first yeah. <laughs> website. So writing is long off. Yeah, it might not happen quite as fast as we wanted to. But yeah, it's always wor- when you're a writer, you're always waiting to get to the writing. But there's a lot of business side of being a writer that we've got to take care of too at the moment. Yeah, especially with all the nonfiction like author stuff that we're doing here, so that that takes up a lot of time, which yes. is okay. It's fine. I, I like doing it as well. Yes. But uh, but I must admit, you know, once. Once you've sat down and you plotted the whole thing, it feels like, nah, I really would like to write it now. But uh, <laughs> it has to wait. It has to wait. That's yes, I, I, I felt that way when I read the first three, the outline to the first three chapters. Like, oh, I want to, okay, no, we're gonna, gotta put that back on. <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so how about you then? 
oh, I feel so successful because my little cabin room I've been building has walls and insulation um, and it actually has doors and windows and we're actually on the inside paneling and then it's some built-in bookshelves and eventually uh, as the weather warms up, doing finishing out the outside trim. So it's almost there. I have been good and I've gone down to only a half day of building so that I can do, oh, you know, like the am writing fantasy work we were just talking about. <laughs> I'm so far behind, so I've got to catch up, but it's been good and it's exciting and it is oddly warm um, in Vermont, which is troubling, but it is hard to ignore one of those days where you open up the door of the window and it's um, above 20 Celsius in the high 60s Fahrenheit. And it feels warm. It feels the birds are singing and you just want to go plant a garden and you don't even need a coat. And it's just like, this is, I'm just going to go sit outside for a few minutes. And yeah. So life's good. Been sitting outside a little bit with my dog next to the stream that's in front of the cabin thinking, this is pretty darn awesome. Uh, I'm a bit envious. You know, it was like a, a couple of hours ago, I was at the soccer practice with my son. And it's it's not it's not warm here. It's like, a, <laughs> what is it, like eight degrees Celsius or something oh. like that? It's not warm at all. But uh, but that's okay. You know, we, we used to that here in, here in Denmark. But it was more like it, it has not... It's been clouded all day long. And then like five minutes before we need to exit to go to the soccer field, to go to soccer practice, it just starts pouring down. It was oh. like, Jesus. Could, I mean, right when we had to go out, it started. It was just like, oh, my God. Uh, so horrible. hearing about 20 degrees Celsius, warm, nice weather. Sunny. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit, I can get a bit envious, to be honest. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> Yeah, just to make me feel real bad, right? <laughs> oh, you know, you, I live vicariously through with you with your kids. You can live vicariously nice weather with through me. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. <laughs> A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. So we have like a constant influx of writers joining the am writing fantasy facebook group yes we do um, it's amazing yeah, it is and i actually checked earlier today we've had six thousand two hundred posts and comments over the last 28 days what do you oh, think about that <laughs> you're kidding yeah, that's what it says in facebook that's, Analytics. Well, facebook's never wrong of course well no <laughs> But I like that stat. I, I'm going to say we go with it. That is absolutely astounding. I mean, I know it's like I go in there and it looks like, you know, Luke or you has just let someone in and there's already like three people lined up. I'm like, oh my gosh, we can't keep up. This is amazing. It's wonderful. But it is such a fantastic group. Like I said, I don't even like Facebook, but I like Facebook just for the I'm Writing Fantasy group. It's worth it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of help and advice to get in the Facebook group for, for you, uh, listener fe uh, and fellow authors. Uh, we do do our best to be quite strict so that we keep it clean for any like promotional stuff. And as soon as we see something, we delete it and we do warn people and we also kick some people out if they yeah, can't behave. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, but what it means is that, that the Facebook group is, is a very health, helpful community of uh, fellow fantasy authors. So, um, 
I just picked out a few, like, uh, so Faye, for example, asked what editing software people use and why. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike wanted to know the titles of people's favorite fantasy books from the past. And Arthur asked for some writing advice with regards to the need of uh, showing the reader the protagonist's family or if he could leave that out. Mm. So I just I just picked a random few pieces there. But <laughs> as you can hear, it, it, there's all kinds of questions in, in the group and they all get answers. So uh, if you have not joined yet, uh, you know, feel free to do so. Just search for Am Writing Fantasy in the group section of Facebook. And we will let you in as soon as we see you <laughs> as soon as <laughs> in we the get list to of it. things. To, yeah, yeah, well, we that usually is- try to approve uh, people, uh, you know, every day. But uh, it often happens that both myself and Autumn and Luke uh, ends up letting people in on, on the same day in like in three <laughs> different uh, portions <laughs> morning noon and night i think yeah well yeah well that is quite the breadth of uh topics that's that's what's so neat about it is i mean it literally you go in there and it covers everything so i kind of like that i've seen life life questions to editing to publishing to formatting to covers uh it's it's kind of fun yeah i think it is to be honest uh it, it's it's good. It's really good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I know, I think it's a little, we've had a little bump um, with people joining us on our Ultimate Fantasy Writers Starter Kit. And I think it's from the publish, the Women in Publishing Summit that I was just a part of. They, uh, The number one watched session was actually the Writing Tips panel that I was a part of. So that was kind of really nice. fun. I know. Yeah, that's good. I, total success and helping so many other authors. And through that, I linked people to the starter kit. So we just had a whole bunch of people join there. And one of them recently, uh, Mary Van, she left a comment of a phenomenal amount of information. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and expertise. I look forward to taking your course in the near future. So that's so nice of her to have stopped by and left a message. And yeah, I'll make sure I put a link in the show notes if anyone else is interested in joining us on the starter kit, which is our, our little free video course. So if you're looking for some ideas on how to start writing, so you can um, start writing strong and develop your ideas, how to avoid some of those novice pitfalls that can totally keep you from ever finishing your novel, and then pick up uh, the top 10 tools to make sure you do succeed in writing. Those are, that'll be waiting for you in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think it's, three videos that you're going to get there uh, by signing up. So we're going to email you three different videos. I think they're spaced out a bit, if I remember yeah. correctly, Autumn. Well, that, that, way you can, that way you don't feel like you have to watch it right now. You can, you know, no, you've got a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So we, we will email you one video at a time uh, once you sign up and then you can watch it at, at, at your own time. Uh, so that's nice. And on to today's topic. Oh, so <laughs> how much should I edit while I write? I, I mean, th- this is a bit of a tough one, to be honest. And, uh, really, you already alluded yeah. to the fact that uh, that you had to do some thinking while, when preparing here. <laughs> yes, I did some major self-reflection because my advice has always been do not ever, ever edit while you write. Just don't do it. Just write forward until you finish that first draft. And I've said that for... I don't know. I've been giving advice since 2012. So for almost eight years, I guess now. Hmm. And I realized that when it comes to living that advice, what I do is entirely different, but it's not 
editing full out, but there's definitely some editing while writing. And there's a couple, to me, I have a couple of really good reasons of why I go back and edit. But what do you try to do? Um, well, I, I also have to say when preparing this, uh, go, you know, when I prepared this episode and, and thought of thought about what my point of view was on this topic, uh, I also came into the preparation of this uh, podcast episode thinking that, well, I know exactly what I think about that. But then <laughs> the more I sat in there and I sort of thought a bit about it, then I started doubting a bit, uh, to be honest. It's about, not that uh, black and white. No, exactly. Because, okay, but but I think if we sort of, maybe it would be a good thing to just to start of if I just list out here the, the sort of the two opposing viewpoints here. And okay. now, in reality, I don't think it is this black and white at all. The more you think about it, it is not. But if we just for one second here look at it black and white, mm-hmm. so you have two opposing viewpoints, right? So, um, so on one hand, we would find the writer who believes that it's best to write your first draft as fast as possible, mm-hmm. not pausing to do any editing as, at all, as you write, you know, ignore all misspelled words and all that, just leave it and just write. Uh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we would then find the author who believes it's better to take a bit more time with your first draft and, you know, f- fixing any obvious errors or even like if you if you come across any plot problems, then you can fix those as you go as well. And that that's I guess that's the two opposing positions but the more i think about it there isn't really not there's not a right or wrong way of doing this uh but i think that's what we're going to get into discussing here a bit because this is something that is often debated you know if you search oh, on the yes. internet and whatnot there's a lot of viewpoints on this kind of stuff and uh i think the only thing we can do here is we can sort of <laughs> look at the topic and give you some things to think about because I think this is something you have to decide for yourself what works best for you and what so might too. work well for you is not necessarily what works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there is also those who are a bit like perfectionists and, uh, you know, you get too bogged down in editing when you're writing and, you know, instead of finishing that draft, uh, you, you just keep perfectioning things and that's not good. <laughs> um but on the other hand, there's also those who, you know, if you know that there's an error in the manuscript, it just drives you crazy not to <laughs> oh, fix that's it. Me. So that's also a problem, right? <laughs> that so is a problem. Uh, it can become yeah. a total roadblock. But I think we should look at the pros and cons maybe of both approaches and then sort of the hybrid, which is po- probably where I am because I'm a hybrid pantser and plotter. So why wouldn't I be a hybrid editor while writing as well? I think that's just, I'm a hybrid in my life. I don't know what I'm a hybrid of, but I'm a hybrid. Uh, I think sometimes you have like a spyware on my computer or something because literally the next bullet on my list says pros and cons <laughs> we are that in tune it doesn't matter that there's the atlantic between us it's we just know <laughs> what's going on that's so weird <laughs> you're not used to this yet it's been like three years oh um, i guess it can still surprise me i mean uh, how, how can you pick exactly what my next bullet point says <laughs> that is really pretty good oh but yes. All right. So we're going to do pros and cons. What's the next bullet? Are we jumping ahead or is that, are we good for this now? 
<laughs> yeah, let, let's just uh, start with the pros and cons oh, here, right. and, uh, and then see a bit. I mean, it's not that I have a lot about pros and cons. I've, I've kind of kept it a bit simple. Okay. Um, but I think maybe to start out with, I could say like uh, the one of the pros of editing as you go is that your first draft draft is obviously more cleaner and i would guess that it's probably also more cohesive once you're done than it would have been if you didn't edit anything right and for this one does that I sound do, fair that sounds fair and i was thinking what really comes to mind to me when someone edits especially extensively with every single like say let's say chapter that's just easier instead of scenes um, I know a few authors who are very right. new and very inexperienced, and they actually either find a coach or a mentor and or just good beta readers, and they're sending almost every chapter, and they're really going over it and really fine-tuning it and really working on character development and scenes. And to me, it seems amazingly time-consuming, but I also know that's that might be what some people really want and need, especially for like your first novel, you're really learning so there's something to be said about making it work that way. If that's what works for you and you really, you find someone, especially someone to bounce it off of, you're not just running around in your own head, which is, I think we're going to get to in the cons, but in the <laughs> pros, if you find that mentor or a coach or whether you're paying for them or whether they're there, just out of the kindness of their heart, they're passing it on to you. It's that's not a bad way to develop a story if you're getting that help from an outside source. I think that could be really a benefit. No. Yeah, I mean, because there's there's something to be said as well about it. All of this also depends on where you are in your writing journey. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't remember if I shared this story before um, on on a on a past podcast episode, but when I started out writing um, first, I actually I found a critique partner um it was you know somebody who was experienced in writing mm -hmm. himself um but i only find found this one person and i did that on purpose because i felt like when i was first starting out i felt like if i'm gonna start sending this stuff out to beta readers you know and i'm gonna get whatever 20 30 40 however, however oh, many beta readers feedback, i could yeah. find but but whatever you know it, or let's just say five then five beta mm -hmm. readers maybe right and and then i would get five different types of feedback and i felt like when when i was first starting out i feel like i was so in such a vulnerable place where i would be very affected if i get five different types of feedback because i w i was not experienced enough to actually say okay this is this is i ignore this stuff this doesn't matter right this and is yeah, opinion. There's a this good is point important. here i'll take that point that's good and then delete those points you know i was not in a place where i was able to do that so instead i just found okay i'm gonna find one person that i trust and then what i did was i actually sent him one chapter at a time so i just wrote mm -hmm. one chapter and sent it to him and then i got feedback and i rewrote it and i send it back to him again and he he came back rewrote it again and i think i did it a million times i don't i don't recall it but i did it a lot of times especially well, in the first three chapters i re i wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and every time he came back and said well this doesn't quite work and do this and look at that and then i rewrote it again and again and again until like i think it took 3 months or something but then at some point he said okay i think you're ready to start to start writing the the first half of the book now well. so and then I started and I wrote half the book and then I sent that to him and he gave me some feedback. But at that point, then, then it was not a lot of rewriting there. Mm -hmm. um, and then, 
All of this, by the way, I should say, all of this happened after I tried on my own first and I had to ditch uh, like 50,000 words that I've written. I just ditched the whole thing. And then I thought, okay, this is not going to work. I need help. And that, that was when I found that guy. Um, uh-huh. So, and then once I've written the, the first half of the book, I got a bit of feedback and I edited a bit on that. And then I, I wrote last the last half and sent that to him. And then I was sort of good to go after that, but it helped a lot. Um, but that was a lot of editing as I went. But that's also because it. I think this topic does depend on where you are in your writing journey and, and how experienced you are. Um, I don't think we can ignore that fact. No, and I agree. I mean, I, I think I had my manuscript pretty much done, but I did join a writer's group, a writing class, and then a writer's group, a creative writing class. And we kept going even after the class ended and we went chapter by chapter. Everyone actually, it was one of those rare groups where instead of getting like only five minutes, you, I think we went for 15 to 20. I mean, you, if you're a fast enough reader or had short enough chapters, you could finish an entire chapter and we're all kind if we're like, oh, it's only one more page, keep going. Um, (laughs) And so that really helped give feedback, especially even just hearing it um, is such a difference when you're speaking and versus editing, you know, reading it. So often you'd find your own edits there. So that helped me quite a lot with my first novel. And so I think that was really an invaluable experience. So I think I did have the first draft pretty much done at that point, but the course was designed that basically you wrote the next chapter for the next class and then you went over it and then you, you know, wrote the next chapter. And that's what a lot of the other students that we kept going after the writer's group, you know, with the writer's group after the course ended, that's what we did. We all tried to make sure we had the next full chapter ready to go. And so that mm. was uh, the sort of the same thing. And that's another really great way of getting feedback. And if you do need that kick in the pants to keep writing, you had a deadline because you had to make sure you had something to read the next week. Yeah, that's true. I, I've never had any experience with writer groups myself, uh, but uh, I have heard some horror stories about it, especially, you know, that uh, I've heard some people who get those kind of characters in the writing group that is really their stare to critique other people's work to make themselves feel better, you know? Yeah. I've been in two different ones and the one was so bad that it's actually what inspired me to create the course, the ultimate fantasy writer's guide, because it was so unhelpful that I got angry and started questioning Mm, everything and looked it all up and said, okay, this is really the way you're supposed to do it. (laughs) And the other one was really helpful and I missed them quite a lot and it was a fantastic experience. So yeah, Mm. I'm on both sides of that horse. (laughs) Uh, okay but uh, yeah okay but I, I think all of that also touched upon the one of the cons of editing as you mm-hmm. go and that is of course that it's going to take you longer to complete the first draft that's just how it is it is um, it'll take you longer and i still worry that if you don't get that outside help if you're just rambling around in your own head is this right is this wrong is this right and you find yourself especially the biggest clue if you find yourself changing something and then changing it back and then changing it and change, that's when you need help you just gotta stop just stop <laughs> full out stop and look for help if you find yourself doubting or doubting that you're a good enough writer get out of your head get some help. Don't just keep circling your own wagons because you're just driving yourself crazy and it's not worth it. Trust me, Mm. it's not. Get help. But that is definitely a con while editing. Uh, If you're editing on your own while you're writing, you will just be circling your own little crazy thoughts and you'll not be writing anything. 
productive. You'll just be driving yourself insane. And if if that is you, then you could go and check that starter kit that we have in the show notes. At least that'll that'll get you started a bit and give you some some uh, inputs and feedback. Uh, yes, or and come join us on Facebook and uh, yeah, that too. yeah, you'll um, at least have someone else to be like, "Help! You're drowning!" You know, raise your white flag and say you need help, and we'll be there. Absolutely, um, but I, I think I mean this is slightly off topic, but it just popped up in my mind now that we were talking about it. But I do think it's worth pointing out as well that when you are on your first book and you need some help. You know, if you're trying to join a writer's group or you're trying to find a critique partner or only one person like like I did, mm-hmm. it is your own responsibility to try to vet who you're listening to yes. um, because it, it doesn't matter. And, and honestly, especially there in the beginning, if I think most writers are quite insecure in the beginning, at least I know I was as well. Um, in terms of is my writing well enough? Is this good enough? Do, do anybody care about this stuff? Is it, is it nonsense? You know all those kinds of questions. They haunt you, especially in the beginning. They and do. if you get input from the wrong person, that completely derail everything you're doing. So so do do be quite careful about trying to understand who is this person who wants to to give you input. So why I'm saying that is also because. While the Am Writing Facebook fantasy group is great and you can join and you can ask your questions, just be careful if you're just starting out that you don't join the Facebook group and post a question and then you're going to get 15 different responses in the comment fields. So just be careful, you know, that that that's not, might not be the type of help that you need when you're first starting out. So So just think a bit about that. Yes, and that's very true because I, I have to say if I wasn't stubborn, my... Um... I don't know what would have happened because my first writing group was the bad experience. And I think to me, it really came down. I remember someone ripping me apart for using an adverb. And then five minutes later, they were praising someone for using the exact freaking same word. And you can hear it in my voice. I can hear it still. I still get angry. <laughs> still upset about I it. <laughs> still get angry. But again, that is why I went home and I said, okay, you, they were not even the right genre. I started saying, what do I have to do to write fantasy? How do I do this correctly for what I want to write? Because it was a multi-genre uh, writers group. And yeah, if I hadn't been who I am and just... I got angry and I figured it out and I went and asked questions. But if I hadn't done that, if I had been a lot more sensitive and I'd been just hurt and confused and lost and overwhelmed, I don't know where I would have ended up. So yeah, be careful and be kind to yourself. And if someone's not being kind to you, kick them in the butt. But (laughs) I mean that metaphorically, not physically. (laughs) Or not. (laughs) <laughs> or not okay <laughs> but yes so definitely be kind and look for you know look for not only kind advice but good advice and someone who if you have a question like why do you say that why do you mean that and they don't give you an answer just blow them off you know you deserve to have a reason that you're being told this and that is very important yeah okay so let's move into a pro of editing only uh, afterward. All right. Well, the, um, afterwards, you got the book done. There you go. There's your pro. You actually have an entire manuscript. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and you'll be finished with that manuscript f- quicker, like yeah. we said before. So like, like it's, it's the opposite of before, of course. Um, but 
the con is then, of course, that it might be quite messy, <laughs> and <laughs> you might need some time to clean it all up. And uh, yeah, so it's just like the opposite of the situation of before. So, and I know it's pretty frustrating, isn't it? Because you see, the more we go into this, the the more clear it becomes that there is no clear answer. <laughs> there is no clear answer. Yeah, because I mean, if you have some really big plot holes and you need to go back and fill them, or what if, oh my God, you missed something huge and really the whole thing got off track and you have to delete some stuff because you didn't stop and really think about this while you're writing. And especially if you're a pantser, this could be a huge issue if you wait to the very end to finally start questioning is everything correct and going all right yeah sometimes waiting till the end isn't the best thing to do either unless you have a good outline and you really know you you hit all the right spots so you follow it yeah then at least maybe you have a hope that the book is in good shape Mm, yeah but what about those people who are then writing their first novel, you know? So yeah. we're just giving them pros and cons here, but we're not really giving any answers. So, but That's do we true. have any answers? What, what do you, what do you think? Do we have any answer about what, what would you recommend? You said, you said in the beginning that you had a clear point of view at first and now you're not so sure. So yeah, well, did you I... arrive at any conclusion? <laughs> I think for my advice for a first time writer, if you've never tackled a novel before, would be to join either a writer's group, one that is preferably in your genre, or to join, you know, find a coach, find a mentor, someone who can help you through and maybe do it in chunks, you know, maybe not every chapter, but give them, you know, you know, I love the seven steps of story structure, give them their whole intro, give them your whole inciting incident, give them some stuff, then they can help guide you. I think uh, for me, I took, you know, I have an English degree, but I went back and did two adult writing courses when I decided to take writing seriously. And that really, I think, helped lay some groundwork part of it because I got so angry that I went and found (laughs) different advice. But the other one ended up being very helpful and a wonderful experience. So, you know, even me with an English degree, I went back and took a few more courses to get myself back in the flow. So I think for your first novel, if you're going to be serious about publishing, just you're going to need help. You're going to need either a course, you're going to need a mentor, a coach, someone to help guide you through that first book. It really helps. It'll build your confidence and it'll definitely give you a better product. Mm. Now, I from, think I can, I can be go, behind that. Okay, good. Whoa, we're, no, we're in agreement. Oh, that is so weird. <laughs> A surprise. (laughs) But now, you know, as a, you know, how many books, 16, 17, I've got done. Now I do tend to edit at least a little bit as I write, but it's not like grammatical. I don't worry about punctuation, but there are times um, the book doesn't feel like it's flowing. I just, Mm -hmm. it feels like I've hit a wall, basically a writer's block. And again, I'm a hybrid pantser plotter. I have an outline. I know where the story's going, but there's some looseness in each chapter. And often when I hit that, it's because I hit a plot hole. And there's just something in my mind that's saying, hey, 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 you missed something. And I've got to change perspective. I've got to think about it a little bit, do some brainstorming. And usually I figure it out and then it goes boom and I'm writing really fast again. So... I do Mm. go back and there have been times when I'm like, holy crap, I missed that. And I've got to go back and add a chapter. And I keep telling myself I can do it later. I know what's going to happen. And it's no, I got to go fix it now. I got to go fix that character. I got to go throw in sometimes uh, foreshadowing way, you know, go put that back in there now, just so I don't forget, just so I can 
get it out of my mind and on the paper. So nowadays I do sometimes edit while I'm going because if it's a big element, if it's a plot element, if it's a character issue, I need to fix it before I go forward. Otherwise, I can't go forward as well as I'd like to. Hmm. No, that's fair enough. Uh, I think that there's, you know, these different tiers in it, right? So, yeah. so you just explained, you know, the if you're only first starting out, and I agree with what you said there. Uh, and then, of course, there is this, the stuff about when when you have written a lot of books, <laughs> like 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 you. <laughs> and then there's the I, I think there's also a point for those people who who just write maybe wrote, written like two or three novels or something, mm-hmm. because I think at that point. Um, it is good to just keep in mind to get into the habit of finishing things, mm-hmm. you know, be- because you need that habit going forward that, that once you start something, you also finish it. It's it's not like, uh, you know, the first novel might take you quite a long time. I mean, for some people it takes years Absolutely. and you might be working with this critique partner or whatever you do, or you take a writing course or something, but it'll take a while because you need to, redo a lot of things many times to to find the right stride there but once you do and let's say you get into book three you and you get into book uh, two or three i should say mm-hmm. uh, then you probably have a lot better grasp about how do i construct the story and how do i make the story work um, and there i think it becomes important that that you get out of the habit you had with the first book where it took you forever because mm-hmm. you kept redoing and re-questioning and, and updating or whatever you want to call editing um, and then start learning yourself that, okay, it's, you know, it's okay if I need to fix some of the plot holes here and there, I guess, but I also need to get to the finish line and it cannot take me forever with book two and book three. And it's, it's because if, if you want, I mean, if you're just writing for fun, that's fine. But if you, if you want to earn money from it, you also have to put out some products. You know, you, you can't spend oh, three years writing every novel. No, I, I think your readers, especially in today's day and age where they're, you know, I remember when I first started out, one book a year was okay, but there's a lot of readers looking for more than that now. And yeah, you can't take, you know, if you can get it one done in six months, it's much better than waiting two years. Yeah. And I, I really, I struggled a lot with this um, because when I got into book two and book three, um, I had a lot of problems not editing as I went. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I often found myself editing something like, well, not like structural or plot edits, because I, I outline in quite detail, <laughs> as you know, Autumn, <laughs> you see the, the details I do for, for our first book here. And it's, it's very detailed. It's like almost once I'm done with the outline, you can just fill in the blanks and then you oh, have a novel almost. <laughs> I, I definitely, it's impressive. It's, it's, I know what's going to happen and it's very exciting, but yeah, it's it's not much more to get that actually done as a book. Yeah, you just need to uh, describe the scenery and uh, a bit, uh, not even emotions, because all the emotions is usually in the outline as well. So yeah, I know I'm, a, I'm, I'm an out, I'm an outline on this stuff as well. I know, yeah. so it, I'm not trying to advocate to the listener that you should outline in this level of detail. But why I'm saying it is just because once I have my outline, and if you have a less detailed outline, that's perfectly fine as well. But what I'm just saying is that. I don't have any plot holes because I outline. And if, mm-hmm. if you do the outline correctly, you shouldn't have any really glaring plot holes either. So what I was more referring to was that when I when I was on my book two and three, I was just doing a lot of the copy editing stuff. You know, I spent mm-hmm. too much time making the sentences sound 
just a little bit better or just correcting this and that, uh, even typos sometimes and stuff like that. It, it was just like it, it annoyed it annoyed me a lot that I spent so much time on it um, because I wanted to I wanted everything to go quicker. But at the same time, I felt like I, I just can't scroll past this stuff because it sucks. You know, I need to <laughs> I need to correct it. So I kept correcting it, but it wasn't until I got into dictation that that problem was fixed because oh. as soon as I started dictating, now, you know, nowadays I just dictate a chapter, trans- tra- uh, transcribe it into the computer, and then I do a quick search and replace for all the fantasy words. You know, we talked about how I use dictation back in episode 59. So go back and listen to that one if you're curious. Yeah. But I just do that very quick search and replace of the fantasy words. And then I just move on to dictate the next chapter. So because I'm not typing the words on the screen and I see the you know the errors there on the screen uh, while I write, I, I just I'm able to ignore the fact that you know these kind of uh, well, it's just sentences as I speak when it comes. You know, yeah. So it needs to very much tidying up in the editing, but it doesn't bother me when I can't see it as I type it. So yeah. Dictation just fixed that entire problem for me. <laughs> That's really good. That's and that is an interesting one that we didn't come up with when we were talking about dictation because we weren't thinking about editing at the time. But that does make a lot of sense, and that's why I was actually having problems with dictation is because I, I couldn't get what you have having a Mac. I couldn't get the uh, Dragon software to then upload it and all those other fancy things, so that I I was seeing as I'm doing something else. I was seeing what I was saying, and it was horrifying because it wasn't as <laughs> as smart and as well adapted to my speech pattern and. and punctuation and everything else so for me it was like yeah, i just need to you you need to not see what it's doing because if you do you want to go fix it and i was like that's it i'm going to type because i i at least can put in the period where i want the period and it doesn't think i said period and oh it's just horrible so hmm. <laughs> but that is it is a true i mean i think that is definitely one of the types of editing you shouldn't do until you're done and even then i mean always do your content edit before you start even getting into the grammatical and the better language and all those other things you need. There's lots of other edits that happen before you get to worrying about if that comma is in the right place. So those are the ones you have to be able to let go. Unless you, unless you plot in much as detail as I do, then there's nothing called a content edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your content edit is actually before you write it's the, in blog. the plot. It's in the plot, yeah. It's in the plot. It's, it's in the plotting. It's, we're, we've been content editing before we even get to uh, writing, so it's kind yeah. of a reverse way of doing it. Yeah, I guess you could say it, but it sort of just depends on in which phase you invest the time, right? Because yeah. you, you can rush through a first draft and get it done really quickly mm-hmm. and then spend two months content editing and fixing and going back and forth and fixing chapter 10 or wait, then chapter seven is incorrect and I need to update that. Mm-hmm. Or you can, like me, I mean, I take like, I, I, not full time, of course, but I prob- it probably takes me like a month to plot uh, a novel. I think I spent like a month on this book yeah, one, I think if I I'm could... not incorrect. I think that's about uh, right. And of course, you've been waiting for me a couple of times to come back and read through and make some changes. So it slows yeah. you down a little bit, but not much. You usually give me a pretty tight deadline. So <laughs> <laughs> we've kept it moving pretty good. Uh, 
you make me sound horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's been very exciting. So it's been fun, but definitely a different way of doing it. And I have to admit, there's times um, in the story I'm working on right now that there's like, I, I should probably have done a little bit more plotting. I love knowing what happens next. So that's kind of exciting, but I have not gone off my hybrid ways too deeply yet. No, but but it, it is, as we just said, right? It depends on where you invest your time and it that's ba- basically up to you. And that's why you need to find your own way through this. But one thing I did find that was quite interesting uh, when I was preparing for today's episode, uh, I found some psychologists who were talking about uh, multitasking. Oh. So because basically when we're talking about editing while you're writing, you know, it is two different parts of the brain you're using because... One part is for creation, you're, uh-huh. you're being the creative writer. And the other thing is about editing, where, where basically you're being critical. So you're, you're applying your analytic mindset and being critical about what's written. Okay. And when you're switching back and forth like that, then you're basically multitasking. Okay. Uh, and these psychologists were saying that true multitasking is in fact impossible. So the best thing you can do as a human being is that you are able to be as good at switching back and forth between the tasks as quickly as possible. That that's what you could you could sort of be good at that. Okay. Which I guess that's when I, I mean all of this might be semantics, but I think that's basically what people mean when they're saying multitasking. But what the psychologist said, and this is then the point of all this rambling here, what they said <laughs> was that when you're multitasking, you're not being effective. So mm you're basically slower at what you're doing than if you were just focusing on one thing. So again, I'm not saying one thing is better than the other, but I, th- I do think it's valuable to just think a bit about the fact that the more you edit it while you go, the less effective you are with your time. Okay. That makes sense. And I mean, I know there's at my height, I was writing a book while editing another book and you're right. You even Ooh. then, I do. Hey, I'm insane. I, I highly admit that. But it worked really well because of my like. I think I would edit usually first, which because sitting down, getting into my writing routine, I was kind of in an analytical. You know, I was coming off of work, which I have a very scientific job at the time, so I'd have that kind of mindset. And you do that for half an hour, and then I would kind of get into the creative. Like I, you know, you start getting excited about words and language and where the story is going. And the next thing, you know, then I'd write for an hour, and again they were separate, and it was kind of gearing one up for the other. If my brain was awake enough to be analytical, it was good at editing. If I was, you know, in more creative mindset, you you got to have the juices flowing. You got to have that like drive and inspiration. And if it wasn't there, Mm. you had to try to manufacture it basically, but they are definitely two different types of mindsets. And I would know they didn't mesh. You had to do one than the other, not (laughs) you you couldn't do both at the same time. No. And I mean, it's it's not about editing as you're writing, but, but in general, at least I I also feel like I, there's a limit to how much creative stuff I can do in a day. Mm. Yeah. And I usually, I have to start out doing the creative stuff early in the day because late in the day, my mind is just like, I can force myself to do creative work, but it's not as good as when I'm more awake for a lot of better better word (laughs) uh, in the morning. You know, in the morning, I'm good at, the creative stuff I can and I but I can only do a couple of hours yeah and then I'm sort of out of my creative juices and then I need to 
default to some uh, marketing or publishing work that I can more do without thinking much about it. I mean, uh, I've been doing that kind of, you know, the business <laughs> stuff I've been doing for so many years that I can do that kind of thing without having to spend too much energy on it. So I can do that if I'm tired. But creative stuff like plotting, for example, that's also why it takes a month because if I could plot eight hours a day, that would be a different matter. But uh, even if I had the time to do that eight hours a day, which I don't, but if I had, (laughs) then I I don't think I would be able to because I would run out of steam. Well, that makes sense. And I mean, I took a leadership course and we plotted our, not just energy level, but what we were good at doing during the course of a day. And creative in the morning and analytical in the afternoon is actually a very typical type of situation. So that makes sense. Yeah, indeed. So I guess all we can say is here that uh, we shared some inputs and things to think about. And you need to make up your own mind. <laughs> yeah, and I think, though, there's some pretty good take-home advice that if you're a new writer, probably try to find some outside help and maybe get some editing. You know, go buy chapters or chunks of your book and get feedback. But once you get past to book two or three, try to just get it done without worrying about editing. Get get yourself used to finishing a novel. Finish that first trilogy. That's a good thing. That should be your goal. And once you get beyond that... You might start, you know, making sure you get the plotting right. You might go back and edit a little bit as you go because, well, let's just, you know, you'll finish. You just know you have to get it right and it'll be a little bit better when you get to the end. That's my take home message. All right. So next Monday, I have one of, well, if not the biggest name in the indie author community on for an interview because I'm going to talk to Joanna Penn next week. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.